0: Uh, And right now, it's time to go to Mexico and say a very good evening to our good friend, uh, John Bonfilio. Uh, John, very good evening to you.
1: Hey, Martin, how are you?
0: I'm not too bad at all. Uh, Are you managing with all the uh, isolation and everything? I presume you are all sort of uh, confined to to home there.
1: Yeah, we're in, uh, towards the end of the third week now of uh, of lockdown and quarantine. And today, there's uh, a full alcohol ban has just been enforced where we are, so um, everybody's a little bit uh, thinking about what on earth they're going to do for the next few weeks.
0: Yes, uh, and I did notice uh, talking about alcohol that uh, uh, Corona beer is suspending uh, production.
1: Yeah, so right across Mexico at the moment, um, so all alcohol uh, companies are suspending production, and some um, and some states have have uh, undertaken various degrees of banning of of sale of of alcohol And, and where I am it's now any uh there's no uh allowed sale of any kind of grade of alcohol now for the foreseeable future
0: Wow. Wow. I, I did also read that the the murder rate in Mexico um has gone up to a new high because of um well they're saying it's because of uh, the COVID-19 spread across uh, across Mexico. Uh, authorities urging everybody to stay home, practice physical distancing, but the murder rate is uh, is up.
1: Yeah, the murder rate is up from a uh, from a previous high uh up again from a from a previous high. So when the when the war on drugs began in the mid two thousands, um, we were looking at a death rate of uh, of around about thirty people a day. And at that time that seemed to be exponentially high. And over the course of the last year or so that has increased incredibly to nearly a hundred people a day killed uh related to uh, to the war on drugs to drugs trafficking here in here in Mexico, this particular peak relates to uh, some internecine struggle between some cartels in the in the central north area of of the country, so a kind of a turf war has has broken out there and has led to a particular spike. but I think a, a broader truism during the time of coronavirus, if you like, is the fact that right across Latin america uh, again we 've spoken about power vacuums before. But with um, with the instructions to stay at home and the space that is being generated, there is a lot of stuff happening, which which perhaps not that it wasn't happening before, but it's been amplified. So, for example, land rights demonstrators or land rights activists in in Colombia um, have been have been killed at an increasing rate. Uh, most recently, another land defender in in Brazil has been killed as well. Um, so, I think that there's a number of of surprising byproduct effects if you like of these quarantines that are taking place uh, across the continent.
0: Yeah, and I did, I noticed that your president uh, in Mexico um he's in a bit of trouble uh, after shaking hands and exchanging pleasantries uh with El Chapo's uh, mother. Tell me about that yeah
1: and and um and the first thing he said to her was thanks so much for your letter which we received amazingly <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh yeah so he was up in uh in sinaloa doing a um you know a press the flesh thing which he does uh even now in, uh, in, you know, in a time of uh, coronavirus which he's been heavily criticized for and he he saw her uh in a, in a parked car in the passenger seat immediately recognized her and went up to her, you know, broad smile on his face and said, hey, how are you, etc.? Uh, she, the letter that she sent purportedly was because of, a um, she, she's interested in visiting her son, obviously, who's now in a maximum security, security prison in, um, in, in the USA. And they're trying to get a, a visit up, up there. So she's, so she, she wrote a letter to try and get, um, you know, federal permission to, to go up and, and do that. But that obviously caused a lot of consternation in, in Mexico. I mean, partly because of the coronavirus context, because no, because, you know, he's been in the same way as Bolsonaro and Trump largely ignoring their own advice, if you like. Um, oh, yeah. but also the fact that, but also the fact that his, you know, the, the going up to a, you know, to one of the most famous criminals in the world's mother and greeting her as though she was an old, long lost buddy. Kind of a lot of people have said, well, you know, that kind of reveals the, the levels of, um, of contact that exists behind closed doors.
0: Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, another drug lord that we, uh, we hear about a, a fair bit is Pablo Escobar, who was obviously, he was shot dead in 1993. Um, but anybody who's watching uh, Tiger King on um, Netflix will know about this uh, attraction um, some people have in, in that sort of position for, for big cats and uh, exotic animals. And uh, Pablo Escobar was was one of those people who did like the exotic animals. Um, Tell me a little bit about his um, cocaine hippos. It's, uh, it's a bizarre concept, but tell, tell me about it. it.
1: It is bizarre, and, and a lot of the, the, the drug capos, if you like, do have really strange exotic tastes, and I think they sort of sit down over breakfast and think, well, well what do I not have? What can I possibly get get out here? And so exotic animals are really high up in the, you know, in the wish list of... Um, um Of these drug kingpins, and Escobar seemed to have a thing for hippos, so he he managed to illegally import a number of of hippos uh, back in the nineties into Hacienda napoles, which was his his base just uh, close to medellin in in colombia and then when finally you know we all know the story of Escobar and you know his his demise, etc. But then, when the authorities finally went into Hacienda Napoles, they they saw all these hippos there, and it was way too big a problem for them to deal with. So they just basically left them there. And those hippos, in that, during that period of time, have gone out into into the wild. And the standard narrative of uh, of invasive species of moving, you know, species from country to uh, to country obviously is negative. You know, I mean, science has told us, uh, received uh, opinion in science is. Uh, that um, the moving these things around is bad for for the environment is bad for native species uh, etc but this uh, relates to a new study that 's been taken as part of a collaboration with a number of international universities, which actually really interestingly says that um, the hippos basically are uh, are a kind of species which existed pre human presence in the area, so if they if you like they were kind of um, prehistoric uh, dinosaur species, related in particular to the late Pleistocene period, and what this study says is that actually they are far from being a negative addition to uh, to the ecosystem. They are behaving in a similar way to the uh, to the to, to the way that those animals did during the late Pleistocene period, and restoring those ecosystems. And it flies in the face of of contemporary uh, scientific thought and i 've been speaking to the researchers about this recently because they 're fully aware that there 's a whole heap of scientific uh, orthodox, orthodoxy bile that 's about to rain down on their on their heads because of the the um, the sheer chutzpah, I guess, that they have to, to actually go against the, the current grain and say, "Well, look, you know, we should actually rethink maybe how invasive species, the, the, um, the effect that invasive species have on an ecosystem, and look at the look at the long game rather than an immediate case study, uh, case case by case." And the, currently, there are now over eighty hippos in the wild, swanning around the rivers in Colombia.
0: Bizarre, bizarre. Yeah, yeah I, I take it you've probably not seen uh, Tiger King. Have you seen that? It's a, it's a Netflix thing. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm aware of it. And the the amazing statistic that there are more tigers in
1: captivity in the U S. than there are currently in the wild internationally. Incredible.
0: It is, it is incredible. And I suppose the, the, you know, the Escobar thing was a, was a sort of similar, uh, a similar effect really. Um, uh, John, thanks ever so much for keeping us up to date. We didn't really get time to uh, talk about Venezuela because uh, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff going down there at the moment, isn't there? I think, uh, uh, they're rounding up, Maduro is uh, rounding up uh, opponents at the moment. There really is. It's, it's all very strange, but I'm
1: sure we can talk about it next time, because I think that's a day-by-day breaking breaking news situation at the moment.
0: It is. I'll make sure I'll keep a note on that, and we have a bash at that next week. Uh, John, thank you uh, ever so much for uh, joining us. Do appreciate it. Take care. Uh, and you, uh, John Bonfilio there, uh, joining us from uh, Mexico.